Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome to the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. Great show for you today. Today is Friday, November the 11th, 2022, Veterans Day. Huge how about you to all the veterans, soon-to-be veterans there, Jay head mm. Appreciate you, big dog. Thank you, brother. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're not a, the most informed Auburn fan you can be. Be the most informed Auburn fan you can be. Get signed up right now. $25 for the entire year. It's a uh, uh, the ROI, as they like to say. It's yeah, well worth it. There you go. Great <laughs> show for today, today because we've got a lot going on in recruiting this weekend as Auburn hosts Texas A&M and the Fighting Jimbos. Mm. Mr. J-Head is here to help me talk about it all, as is Mr. Keith and Mr. Cole Pinkston. How y'all doing today, fellas? Good, doing good. Keith, Keith's got one of those. Uh, remember the little the circus hats with the <laughs> with the thing, the little spinner on the head. Hold on a second. I got a I got a question. What branch is J Head in? Mm. Coast Guard, United States Coast Guard, brother. Okay. I just picture your. Am I? Can you make military jokes anymore? I've already, I love the military. Obviously, of course you can. Well, okay. I just picture your interview with the, with the recruiter like something out of the movie Stripes. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just, I don't know. I mean, you got fired earlier in the day for, you know. Late- that, was, that was pretty much it. I, I pretty much uh, walked out of a class that I just got an F in and said, all right, I need to figure something is that, else. Is that really life. what happened? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> what got you into the Coast Guard? I mean, you uh, I mean, I couldn't get out. I don't know about you guys. I couldn't get out on a boat out in the sea without – tossing my lunch everywhere and how much time are you on a boat jay head it all depends on what vessel you're actually on you know what the size of it is some of ours get underway for six months at a time and now obviously you're going to pull in for port calls as far as that's concerned some of them you're looking at significantly smaller tours like patrol boats where you're going to go out for just several days at a time so it's all contingent on the size but realistically i think anytime somebody's interested in the service you have to figure out what's you know, what aligns with your own personal principles and being a part of something that was a life-saving organization that probably keeps its focus on home defense. That was what suited me. There are others that are more suited to the DOD branches where you're going to go out and, and obviously you're going to be in foreign territories and you're going to be in some of the worst places in the world. You know what I mean? And you need those people that are willing to do that just as much as you need those people that are here, whether you're a police officer, you're part of the United States Coast Guard, fire department, FEMA, whatever organization you're a part of, each and every one of those people make sacrifices. So you just have to figure out what works best for you. So I got mm. I got two quick questions, Jeffrey. I'm, I'm hijacking this because so Jay had, have you been out on the water? Like have there been conditions where even you, a veteran of the sea, is just like, oh, my God, this is a little bit rough. And then two, uh, do you guys ever confiscate drugs? Where do you keep it? And I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Drug cartel money. Uh, yes, Dramamine is a real thing, and you start taking it as soon as you get on board. Um, as far as the confiscation or drug interdiction aspect of it, we certainly have, and no, I have not maintained any for my own personal consumption. So, what about uh, do you, do you uh, rescue people like floating out? You know, like uh, like Jack and uh, Rose off the Titanic out there on a. <laughs> Bitch wouldn't move over and give him some room on the floating door. One hundred percent search and rescue is a mission. Yeah. States Coast Guard. That's that's a primary mission, um, along with migrant interdiction and drug interdiction. Those are probably the three oh. biggest assets of what we do. Um, I'm actually attached to a special unit right now where we go out and assist with natural disasters, uh, oil spills, chemical spills, things of that nature. So we've been heavily working the situation and the response to Hurricane Ian down in Florida. That's Ooh. primarily where our focus has been recently. Well, we do appreciate you, Jay Head. Uh, thank you, guys. 
Uh, big weekend. Let's, before we get to it, we also appreciate Miss Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty, man. If you're looking for a home in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, she is the realtor for you. Residential investment properties. If you're selling a home, she gets it done, son. Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty. Give her a call, 334-704-4442. Already has some people reach out with Auburn Connections. Y'all make sure you tell her we sent you. I mean a lot to me personally. <laughs> Jessica Andrus, EXP Realty, 334-704-4442. Big weekend this weekend, fellas. And you know what? I'm excited. Yeah, it's Jimbo oh, Fisher yeah. hate week. I'm Jimbo Fisher too, hate week. We're not gonna be uh we're not gonna be sitting in the media room like this. No. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like you said like on the podcast. That, I mean that's how we spent the first what well I can't I keep forgetting Almer's record, like three and something. Three and three six. Three and six. You you spent the first three and five games that way. Yeah. Uh, like, even, yeah. even the wins. Yeah. Oh man. Minus, you know, there's magic here. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty fun. I, I will admit, it was it was shocking. I'll put it that way. Which one? Missouri game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Shockingly bad on offense for both teams as well. Oh, that was the one that was so funny. I watched it with my dad. All we did was laugh the entire at both teams. We laughed at both teams the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, That's all you could do was watch, watch and laugh. Yeah, I mean, there were so many just. It was what a clown show. That was. It was now, and I will say this: looking back, you know what I mean. Missouri's defensive coordinator and Blake Baker has really changed that defense around. I think they've limited all SEC teams they've played to twenty-six points or less, including Georgia. So yeah. it's not as bad now, looking back at it, as what I initially thought when I was watching it. Granted, I mean, well, Eli just got a, an, an extension. I. <laughs> I don't know what Jimmy Sexton did to pull that off. My that, guess is it didn't change the buyout. But if that is not a Gus Malzahn coaching tree guy falling into an extension, brother, <laughs> that is such a weird program. Like you don't really, they don't fit in the SEC, right? No. And we know, you know, my my stepfather who passed away, he went there, and his father, who was a legendary player there in the late 1920s. They they hated giving up the rivalries like Kansas. I know we don't think of Kansas as being much, but that's their big rival in every single sport. And now they don't play them in anything. Border State, so it's like, yeah. Like one of these money grabs that makes no sense other than the money. And what's the recruiting base? St. Louis, East St. Louis. Beyond that, it's tricky. They got to go to Texas. They got to. But then when they went to the SEC, then all of a sudden there wasn't anybody in Texas except a And M. They didn't have that base anymore. Now you wonder, okay. Now the SEC is expanding even further into Texas. Does that get Missouri back? I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that program. But they had a listen. They had a better recruiting class last year than Auburn did, guys, by Ooh. a lot. Yeah, by I mean, a lot, we're... according to the rankings. So we'll see how these guys pan out. But yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, then, those are things you look at. And you say, okay, twentieth ranked class for Auburn or whatever it ended up. But who did you finish behind? Trey Donaldson would counted in the points, and he's never going to play it down for Auburn football. And then, then you start picking it apart, and it's like, man, that was a really not a good, not a, not an Auburn class. It really, it wasn't. I think there were some nice pieces, and me and Cole no. talked about this, but there just weren't enough of them. No, couple. And and where are your difference makers? Maybe Gurner is going to be one of those guys, but the word coming out of Auburn's been that oh, he's been great in practice. He's really made progress. Okay, but they were wrong when they their the uh, word coming out of practice on all the other quarterbacks was dead wrong, right? Yeah. So, no, I Ashford, not Ashford. No, Nobody, I think you're probably going to wait for the next coaching staff to come in before you start. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need, and I love Holden, but I'm going to need to see him play before, yeah. or before, or before there's a certified QB guru there for me to believe that it's really happening. I can't go on these guys' word. They've been wrong about literally everything. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the O line was, was going to be the strength of the team, right? Now, yeah. in, the, in their defense, and the receivers were going to be much improved, and the D line was going to be in their defense. They were probably just trying to jack up the egos of these guys. They probably knew, hey, they're not great, but let's 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 make them think they're good. Let's let's give them some positive reinforcement. Some confidence. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's what they were doing. I'm hoping these weren't based off their evalu internal evaluations because if they were, they were wrong about just about everything. Mm. So right, 
Am I right? Or am I wrong? Uh, that, 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 that's legit toe tags. I need right somebody there. to agree with me so I'm not the only one on the hit list at the end of the no, day. I'm just kidding. I agree. <laughs> Best defensive line in the SEC. Oof. You know what? They played better last week when they actually rotated bodies. I would I, say um, the offensive line has been a lot more of a strength in the last two or three games, yeah. for sure. I, and again, you're losing, so it's not like you're their big strength. But and just so people know, there's a reason why Emba hasn't played a lot. He was coming off surgery, and right. he missed all of spring practice. And so we see a guy do a lot in week eight or nine, and we think, okay, why weren't they playing all season? But when you're that raw, remember he's only played football for a couple of years in his life and missed spring practice. Your inclines like this. So he's a different guy right now, we're told, than he was in week one, week two, week three. And so, although, yes, we would have liked to see him out there more, what, you know, really, what were you going to do? I mean, what realistically, he, he, what wasn't, you... ready. he wasn't ready. I, at least I'm going to take Auburn's word on that. I do believe that. There's probably a lot of truth to that. No, I agree completely. And then obviously losing Echo Leota has been a huge, huge loss to the depth of this program. But I don't know. I, I just. It's hard to stomach what has transpired. Obviously, we got a very big, exciting weekend with hope rejuvenated across Mm. the fan base um, with a wounded Texas A&M team that's coming in here. I thought you said hope was. I thought you said hope was rejuvenated. But go ahead. (laughs) Well, no, yeah, I'm sure he is. (laughs) We got to cover it. But let's talk about what we've got from a talent acquisition standpoint coming in here this week. We just talked about how last year's class went. I mean, I think we got an opportunity to make some make some some hay here. Six official visitors, at least fifty unofficial visitors from classes from hell, even twenty twenty six guys coming up from Florida. You've got four or five stars that that are confirmed right now. Two from uh, two of the top ten players in the twenty twenty four class, both wide receivers, Jeremiah Smith and Keith. Oh well, hold on. It's Josiah, but I gotta look at the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's spelled. It's spelled weird. Pronounce it. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. It's uh, Josiah Trader, both from Hollywood, Chaminade, Madonna. Two, they two five stars on the same team. Same team, unbelievable. Look, there, there's a real, you know, down in that part of the state. First of all, let's give Auburn credit for getting all these South Florida guys up there, and 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 also. These are planned before the change. So I know everybody. The inclination is to give Cadillac all the credit here, but. Carson, Darren Usher, Darren Usher yes. especially, they were involved in this. You know, this is it, look, it's really a Rock Bell and Tony Zach Etheridge production. But don't kid yourself, this was planned for a while. Uh, and so a lot went into it. And because you know, when you're coming that far away, you can't just decide on a Thursday sometimes, hey, I'm going to Auburn. It's been it's been in the works for a while, but a ton of talent. And by the way, some of the guys are actually gonna be able to come up today. Mm. Ruben uh, Ruben Bain and the Miami Central guys are tomorrow, they play tonight. But playoff games in Fort Lauderdale, a lot of them were canceled and postponed to Monday because of that storm that went through. So mm-hmm. I think like Adrian Posse, well, he doesn't have a game anyway, but he's coming up today. Malachi Tony, 2026 receiver, maybe the best freshman in the state of Florida. He's coming up today. So I think there could be some guys come up today. And doesn't Auburn have a basketball game tonight? So that could, you know, just a little bit of bonus for those guys that get to make it tonight. You know what I mean? But uh, Official visits, big ones. You've yeah. got Edwin Joseph. You've got oh Stanquan Clark, that's Yo, a, that's big one, big one, yeah. Brian Longwell, who's moved up Auburn's board at linebacker, coming in from Nashville. Then you've got Dequavia Sori, Clay Whedon, and Lamar Seymour. Lamar Seymour, Seymour, yeah. Who love his tape? He's not consistent at this point, that's for sure. But when yeah. you talk about big game ability. I mean, he, he's got some big game ability to him, and he's big enough to play on the outside, which is what we need. Mm. We need the two outside receivers in this class. Hopkins is 100% a slot receiver, in my opinion, but Seymour has the ability to play on the outside and to be a difference maker out there if if his head's in the right spot. Yeah, I talked right. to a couple of his teammates, Jay Head. They said the same thing. Ultra-talented guy. I said, I'm like, is he an SEC guy? And they're like, yes, but – and then they said the same thing. He's just going to be a little more focused. Yep. It, they play for a great team. Here's another thing. If, if they got the walk-on, uh, the quarterback, Kiwan Jenkins coming in, mm-hmm. a walk-on candidate, uh, committed to FIU. He'd be giving up a scholarship to walk on at Auburn. But, you know, this is the NIL era, guys. You know, something we never thought about before. 
a guy that may be a last guy on your list to maybe give a scholarship or not give a scholarship. Now maybe you say, hey, look, no scholarship, but let me introduce you to On to Victory. And, you know, over the past three weeks, something that has been stressed to me is Auburn's goal of improving their walk-on program. Something we never thought of, guys. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's in place here. I'm not suggesting anything, uh, but Kiwan Jenkins is going to visit. He's Miami Central's quarterback. He's won two straight state titles. They're going to win another one probably this year, you think. Uh, 40 and 13, he's been starting as a high school starter. Cousins with Reuben Bain, the four-star edge. Best friends with Lamar Seymour, the receiver they're trying to flip from Pitt. Very good friends with linebacker Stan Quan Clark, who they're trying to flip from Louisville. So you get one, you you might get them all. You might. You just might. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Reuben Bain's obviously – going to be difficult to get you know no doubt and louisville recruits miami well because wesley mcgriff's up there and uh yeah. stan Quan clark i don't think any of them are going to be easy but he won jenkins i mean would it be a surprise if he decided this weekend he's going to go to auburn wouldn't surprise me Wants not at all play. and there's i think we've seen this relatively recently that guys that do walk on to auburn get the opportunity in year two to go on scholarship so maybe you're only betting on yourself for a year then we just saw that. Who's the uh, the talented running back from Hewitt Trustful, Sean Jackson, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. that just earned a scholarship this past year going that route. He took a bet on himself, and it's paying off. I think yeah. you could potentially see the same thing. And, look, I watched Jenkins' highlights, and I want to hear what Cole thinks because, you know, the kid's not big at all. He doesn't have an overpowering arm. He's got an adequate arm for sure, but he seems to be accurate to me. He's a leader. Uh, you can tell, and he doesn't get a whole lot of opportunity to throw the football. It's not like they're putting the ball in the air 30, 40 times a game. I mean, this is a guy that's – it looks like they're in a run-based offense as far as that's concerned. So, I've been impressed with what I've seen on tape and interested to see what he could do as a walk-on. What do you think, Cole? Yeah, I think he's okay. I think his his arm talent's decent. Um, obviously not going to gun it for, you know, a deep ball like maybe somebody like Hendon Hooker would. But mm-hmm. uh, mid-range, you know – Medium, intermediate, short passes, I think he's pretty accurate, which would bode well for a, you know, an RPO-style offense, and I think he makes good reads, which is something we talk about with Robbie Ashford he struggles with. We've seen him yeah. struggle with read option. We've seen him struggle with those things. So this is a quarterback that understands that stuff, and it's the reason why they're really good over there at that school because he runs that offense so well. So not a game manager, but – uh, a manager of of these you know these RPO plays and the reads and things. I think he manages that well. Are we talking athlete here? <clears throat> yeah, he is, but he looks like he wants to stay in the pocket. I mean, he looks like he's you know he's got the uh, confidence to stand in and throw, but athletic enough to run if he had to, and he and he does at times. And he reminds me a lot of a former Troy quarterback in Omar Hogabook. That's who he looks like to me. When I see him on tape, a left-handed version of him, and Omar set all kinds of records at Troy, I mean, could have been somebody we absolutely could have used uh, at Auburn for several seasons there when we were going with the uh, broken arm Chris Todd situation slash Cody Burns (laughs) run evolution. So, yeah. Sometimes guys like this that are that are not necessarily game managers, but guys that thrive in big game situations, you know, when you put them underneath the lights they surprise you a little bit. And I don't expect great things from this kid, but I think he's somebody that can come in there. He's a winner. He's a fighter. He's going to push the floor of your talent up, which is what you want at this point if you're Auburn. Absolutely, especially from a walk-on. Listen to these. Let me just give you a quick rundown on some of the uh, the top guys expected in. From the 2023 class alone, Quay Russo, James Smith, the two five-star defensive linemen from Montgomery. We mentioned Reuben Bain. How about Cedric Hawkins, the Ohio State commitment? Big. Yeah. Coming in, Antion Jack Antoine Antion <laughs> Ant, Antoine Jackson, four-star cornerback com, committed to Miami. That's coming a guy up, we're going to talk about when we get there. Tony Mitchell, the Alabama commitments coming back. Darren Reed's coming back. Lewis Carter's finally coming up for a game. Terrence Love, Bo Hughley, Jelani Thurman, Joshua Horton, the Langston Hughes group. We talked about Keon. Hey, Colton Hood. Let's don't forget about him. And That's then two, two of the uh, two underrated potentially underrated edge targets that Auburn has offered recently, Joseph Mapoye and Ezra Odenjor. Yes. That's a damn good list. It is. It is. Keith, you wanted to mention yeah, – uh, Guys, is it Antoine Jackson? Yeah. yeah. From Dillard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Dillard, I think everybody's aware of that school that's covered Auburn recruiting oh, yeah. for a long time. Uh, Miami commit, and they are not happy. They do not want him visiting. 
So now let's make sure he gets up there before you start celebrating. Make sure, you know, Miami's been trying to put the kibosh on that. But with Miami picking up five-star cornerback Cormani McLean recently, mm-hmm. and they're trying to flip uh, four-star cornerback Jakeem Jackson from Florida as well, uh, you know, you know, you wonder what's going through a kid like this his head. I mean, hey, look, I'm part of this recruiting class with Miami, but they're bringing in other guys that are ranked higher than me. So that's yeah. somebody to watch. And then Lewis Carter, I don't know for sure that he's coming. Uh, you know, we found out last week that there was a chance. They didn't really want it out there. It got out there. And the reason they didn't want it out there is because Oklahoma just, it, with Brent Venables having that, those oh, yeah. guys, they do not want their guys taking visits. Ted Roof is the defensive coordinator. Everybody knows him. Uh, they've been on the phone all week with uh, with uh, the people at Tampa Catholic where Lewis Carter, the line, four-star linebacker, plays. They do not want him taking that trip. Uh, that's going to be a tough one, guys. His mom, even if he comes, yeah. it would be just because he wants to see a game. And I know that doesn't mean anything is impossible, but I'm told his mom is really into Oklahoma and they're happy. And But he, he kind of just a young kid. He wants to go out and see some games and see some different places. So uh, we'll see. But uh, – Jairus McIntyre is his coach, the former Auburn receiver. They got a playoff game tonight. Uh, then they will hit the road tomorrow morning. We'll see if Lewis makes it or not. Uh, they got a couple of other guys on the team, a young receiver, TJ Moore, is picking up a ton of big offers, big-time mm-hmm. player. He could become – is it Eddie uh, – Eddie St. Pierre. Pierre. Pierre Lewis, I'm sorry. Yeah, Eddie Pierce. Can, you, Pierre can, Lewis. Yes. Uh, now, his cousin was Richard Garage, an offensive tackle for the Gators. That could be – or no, excuse me, his brother. It's his brother. So – Florida's the team to watch there. But you get these guys to visit, and, and anything's possible. So if Lewis Carter gets up there, there's no downside to that. But I wouldn't get too excited about him just yet. Right. Well, right. and the only thing I will say with him is that in the day and age of the one-time transfer rule and the portal, finishing second for a kid like that and maintaining strong relationships is important because if Brent Venables does what I think is going to happen, which is implode at Oklahoma, you <laughs> could see a kid that's that talented – back on the transfer market here relatively soon. Well, that, that's – I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was at UCF uh, last summer. I just was invited over there to hang out with some guys, and I did, and I ran into Gus and Malzahn, and that's what he said. Look, I, not gonna, I'm not going to win five-star battles right now. He knew that. But uh, but if you finish second or third yeah. and they like what you're doing, and this is applicable to Auburn, to UCF, to Miami, to anywhere, you're right. That's a great point, Jay. Yeah, it really they, is. They remember that. They also, And that's why you got to be genuine. If these coaches, if they're just sending group texts and they don't get that genuine vibe, then, uh, you know, maybe they're not going to be looking at you in that second. Motivational year. text. You don't huh. like that morning motivational. I, I, I think it's so funny. It's like kind of one of these things, not only motivational texts, motivational speeches. I don't know how you got going off the right off the stuff. I hear you, big dog. Preach. Like, how many 18 year olds? I mean, I used to cover the Army All-American Bowl. Unbelievable game. And there'd be general speaking amazing people sure and the kids would be sleeping during the during the motivational speech they're, they're, they're kids you know but yeah. so if but if, if one motivational speaker speaks at tennessee then everybody in the else in the sec has to pay for that guy to come in oh, Otherwise, absolutely. It looks like you're falling behind you know what i mean why aren't we doing that i've never heard a kid say a motivational <laughs> speech changed my life not once literally not once with the exception of and i will uh, say this when Kobe Bryant came and spoke at Alabama, I mean, I, I, I had friends that are around that that said, okay. you know, he actually had their attention from start to finish. And you can't, I mean, it's Black Mamba. You can't blame. Of course. For actually being bought in to, to hearing what he has to say in his work ethic. Okay, and I take back, take that back. Okay, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> Not MJ. some brought it, lived it. Yeah. Not some guy that hit 217 for the 1963 New York Mets or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. Or made the practice squad for the Cincinnati Bengals. There you go. And he's now a motivational speaker. <laughs> oh, God. And he, he's supposedly damn good, but I mean, what? I mean, oh, that, shit. Is that somebody? It, uh, isn't it? I don't know. I, th- I thought we were thinking of, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I was thinking of the guy. Well, whatever. I'm not going to name any names. Yeah. But, no. any, any kind of. But in that, that personal touch in recruiting, okay, mm-hmm. the personal touch. And you're right, Jay Ed. And, and so a guy like Christian Robinson may get a, a look on the secondary market. Rock Belly, Jimmy Brumbaugh. They, you know, um, and then guys that are a little more, all right, I didn't get this guy moving on. Yeah, probably not going to, probably not going to be able to get back in with that dude. No. Uh, let's, uh, to me, the name that sticks out to me, Darren Reed's coming back. Yes. Huge. 
Yeah, but I think that's for the fifth game. I think he's been to more than I have. To be honest with you. Yeah, he's been he's been to yeah, that's number five. I think it is. It is. I kind of you know I kind of put him on the spot a little bit uh, when I interviewed him when I went to his game. Uh, it, it, you know, I said, "Is there anything Auburn can do to to flip you?" I know you're there a lot. He's like, "I don't know." Mm. I said, "All right." That's hey, that door's still open. Obviously. Yes. That seems like it's going to be one of those if Auburn flips up. It's just me, a gut feeling. We're not always right. It would be like a signing day deal or the night before signing day. Like, just out of the blue, we forgot yeah. about this yes. guy. And this is, you know. I agree. LSU recruits monsters on the D-line. And yes. he's a very good player, but he's just one of a few monsters there. <laughs> and uh, and at Auburn, he would be maybe the guy in the class. Yeah, it's right down the road. Got to see if the new coach wants – I mean, you know, there's so many unknown variables. Yeah, right. You know? And we talked about this before the show. Oh all this all this is all this is a moot point, right? I mean, all this yeah. – it's all going to depend on who the new coach is, when he's hired, does he want these kids, do the kids want this coach? Because if so, then there's a lot of kids that I think Auburn could pick up and end up with. Uh, if not, then it, it's going to depend on so many different things. Now, there are some universal truths in that you got to think that whoever the next head coach is that walks in here, they're going to want a Quay Russo. They're going to want a James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to want a Ruben Bain. Like, you don't even question what the desire is on that. But when you start to get guys that are borderline four-star, high three-star, it, it turns down to an evaluation. And what does that coach see? And Cole can speak to that. You know, sometimes you see traits that, that jump off the tape to you that like, okay, this projects really well to what we do. We think we can build off this. And other guys, you're kind of like, uh, maybe. <laughs> the and Colton Hoods? Maybe, yeah, if you're maybe on a kid, you don't want to take them. Like, you don't want – in this day and age where you're not capped by the 85 and you know you're coming into a rebuilding situation, the last thing you want to do is hamstring yourself with a kid you're not sure can or cannot play within your system. What, right. What's the kid, that the, the Juco kid, uh, Derek, uh, that was on Texas? Hunter. Derek Hunter. So Auburn seemed to move on, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's he just he's getting offered by Texas, Florida State. Uh, gosh, I mean, it uh, maybe Miami. It's it's a everybody has a different taste of what they like. I'll never forget when Antonius Clayton was a five star down in Middle South Georgia, like Crisp County, I think. Mm-hmm. Or he was Dooley County. I can't remember what school. Dooley County. And he'd Dooley, come that's after, right. He'd come after Montrevious Adams, and Auburn had a coach at one of his games, and and I'm like, well, Auburn's really in the thick of things. And then after that game, they quit recruiting him. They didn't like the body language on the sideline. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They got a bad vibe. I won't say who the coach was. Uh, they got a bad vibe, so they quit recruiting him. That coach, how do I put this? A different Auburn staff liked him. And great coordinators, different tastes. I mean, one guy loved him, one guy didn't. I don't think he ever really did anything in college. It's a crapshoot, man. It's time with Florida, didn't he? Yes, and then he transferred to Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech, yeah. He's never a fight, never lived up to the billing, but they all have different tastes. It's, uh, you know, really, it, it's interesting. But yeah, Darren Reed, man, that's an interesting one. I, I do think Rusan Smith, I have no idea what's going to happen there. I still say, my gut, Jeff and I have talked about this. Gets, we always say we've seen this movie before, and it's them ending up arriving at class in Tuscaloosa on January 6th or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like nothing ever happened. Especially with Bama losing some other guys in state this year, I can't see them losing everybody they wanted of the big defensive linemen, right? No, and if no. they do, you can expect a uh, a speech to the NCAA about unfair <laughs> use of NIL. I guess <laughs> if they do, that that theory that's been floating around our board a little bit, or or the question, it has the NIL world NIL world changed Alabama's dominance? That's that's kind of a question floating around right now. That would bring it home if that happened. I Has think. it not only changed their dominance, but Nick Saban's appetite to want to stay in the current college landscape? Because I think that's the other thing that you've got to start asking right now. Well, and look, I, I don't think you're ever going to stop that guy. He, he's going to he's going to adjust while he's able. <laughs> you, know? So, you know, I wonder at what point do you get in your life though that you're tired of adjusting. You know what I mean? Like, do you just become that crotchety old dude from Gran Torino that's, you know what I mean, that just does not want to change anymore? He told the team, well, what am I going to do? Go sit on the lake? I mean, all these guys looked this up is my to life. Bear, all these guys looked up to Bear Bryant, the, of that coaches in that area. When Bear Bryant quit, 
when he finally quit, he was only like 69 years old. The guy looked like he was 100, right? Yeah. And then he died a couple months later. And I think that, and Bobby Bowden always said, you know, if I retire, the next phase in life is death. Yeah. I think that's resonated with a lot of these guys. That's true. Uh, You know, and and, uh, I think if anybody's earned the right to coach as long as they want, it was Bobby Bowden or Nick Saban or, you know what I mean? I mean, guy's a machine, you know, and he will adjust. That's what I – I just don't see him quitting because of that. Not quitting, but, you know, leaving the game because of that. Mm-hmm. I think he'll stay in it. I think he'll keep working on it. Can he overcome it? Now, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see. He'll complain about it. <laughs> yeah. He, he always does. College football to be. Is this where yep. we want to go with it? Get a rule you change. Know, it, maybe. As I said before, he's an elite recruiter and, a, and, a, and an average good game day coach. Now, what happens when he's no longer – or when – the elite recruiter and everybody else has got the same thing that he has. Yeah. Now that's, that's, that's and, where you, you make the argument for it could hurt their dominance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, unless Jimbo Fisher's the coach. And then, you know, it doesn't matter how many five stars you bring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly what could go wrong with NIL is yeah. played out right before our eyes this weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you have, you know, that stacked of a roster? Well, and, win, and, win, and be in the last place. Well, Jeffrey, you know, you look at them, and so, and, and by the way, they've had a lot more close games than Auburn. They, their record could, it could be worse. They could be two and seven, but it, they also could be, could have five or six wins. They're not, you know, now last week's a little concerning because they got the doors blown off of them in the second half. But, um, but with, with this, what the hell was my point? What Is it reminiscent of 2012, Auburn? Oh, no, I, was, I, I knew what I was going to say. So, what are their problems at AM? Average quarterback play, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. Yes. Not a great offensive line. It sounds familiar. But 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 they've got the talent. Auburn doesn't have the talent. Line do they? I don't know. But but but, but my thing was 2012 Auburn, dude. They, those those were top ten recruiting classes up and down the roster, and you had below average quarterback play. Yep. You had a a toxic locker room. Yep. You know you could really stop and I mean, same results. Below average quarterback play. There you go. That'll there do you it. Go. That'll do it every time. <laughs> With the exception of a handful of teams that they're able to get enough. Like it's if you know what I mean? Because look, Georgia's had teams where they had literally average quarterback play. Or Alabama for that matter. I mean, Greg McElroy was not a good quarterback. I don't care what he thinks, that he was better than Cam Newton going into the draft and all that. Like whatever, GM. <laughs> I think you're the, the best color guy in, in college football right now, but you were not a better quarterback. He is. He's a good color analyst. Um, but they had supremely mediocre quarterback play for years there and still were able to thrive because of the dominance of their defense. But Texas A&M doesn't have a dominant defense to that credit. But you're right, Jeffrey. They've got the talent. I mean, what did they have? Five five stars across the defensive line in this past class? Mm-hmm. And look, I know freshmen, you know, it's hit or miss sometimes with the production you're going to get out of them. But they've been recruiting top ten classes since Jimbo's been there. That's right. It's not like it's, you know, he had one big class and that's been it. This is a culmination of a lot of work. And it is, like you said, it is a toxic locker room that is blowing up in their face right now. Yeah, I'm looking at their recruiting and, and they're, I mean, these are, uh, Haynes King was a highly rated quarterback. Everybody wanted him. Gus he wanted had, him. He's so average. He's like running in slow motion out there. Um, <laughs> his his uh, release is slow. I know that. I, but you think about Auburn. You miss on a few QB evaluations in a row, and you are in a bad spot. And so, Gatewood, uh, Gatewood, here we go again. Ashford's got some potential, but do you yeah. want to roll the dice and go into next year with just a, a guy that's just potential again? <coughs> the two other guys didn't work out. Gurner, we don't know, and yet these guys didn't think that the, the, the head former head coach. He didn't think they they tried to sign. Brocklin, right? But they didn't have a backup plan to that. They didn't think they absolutely needed a quarterback in this class. So they were probably thinking, well, well, they'll get somebody in the portal. They needed somebody in the portal and somebody at the high school level in this class because there was obviously going to be some attrition whether Harson was fired or not. I don't, and so, you know, this is the Auburn recruiting show. I mean, what in God's name? You didn't preach, baby. I, I like this key. No, 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 no. no I, I was saying this months ago. Okay. Well, I thought you I thought were. it would be a quarterback yeah. in this class. Okay. 
and they kept working on Brock Lynn, and they maybe tried to work on Emory Williams out of Florida and uh, some other guys, but the, the, the J.J. Cole, the, you know, Miami commitment in Iowa State. Isn't there anybody else? I mean, you know what I mean? There's nobody else you like? You better sign somebody, guys. In you know, every class. Now a new, co- new coach is going to come in now if it's Elaine Kiffin or Hugh Freeze. Those guys know what they're doing with quarterbacks. I guarantee you either one of those guys has a good QB flip by February. That's my guess. And uh, yeah. a guy in the portal or yep. two in the portal. Those guys, the way, they know what they're doing. And they're not going to keep anybody except maybe Holden. I I don't know how y'all feel about Robbie. I just I just don't see. I think we're stuck with him for right I think now. He'd be he a fantastic. Sorry, hell of a competitor. Unbelievable athlete. I'd want him on my team. I didn't know that about him. I didn't know because in high school he was just a kid that looked pretty. I didn't know he was this tough. I didn't know he had this much fight. I'm not going to diminish that. But is he a guy? This is his third year in college. It's his first year at Auburn, but it's his third year in college. What is the ceiling as a QB? Right. This is what playing QBs about. You know what I mean? I think, and, I and I don't think it's much higher. Cole, go ahead. No, I, don't, I don't think so either. But he's I love I'd, I'd want him on my team. I'd try to convince him to move to, to receiver or running back. Yes. He's an hell of an athlete. Fantastic slot receiver, utility guy, maybe even tight end at times. He's big enough to do that kind of stuff, athletic enough, fast enough. I'm sure he can make you know some tough grabs if he had to. Don't you guys think he's got NFL athletic ability? I do. Hell yeah. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, he, he is an NFL athlete. Now, I will say this. If it is Hugh Freeze. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He has had a lot of success with ultra-athletic quarterbacks. Look no further than Malik Willis, who we've all said the same things about three years ago. And he pulled him off the trash heap from the Auburn transfer portal and turned him into a third-round quarterback. That's true. And I'd love to see it happen with Robbie. I I want that guy to succeed because – now, you know what? The play that won me over was when he threw the pick against whoever it was at the end of the game. LSU. And he the hell out of the guy. Yeah. That, that told me all I needed to know about him. That, he's, that, a, he's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, man. he's emotional. Yeah. He's emotional. Sometimes that's a bad thing for him. But, you know, like on that play where he, he put half of Jordan Harris, you know, uh, the field in that guy's face mask after he intercepted it, that's good stuff. And, and it could that could translate to another position, I think. At quarterback, you got to be careful about being emotional. I mean, you look at all the guys who have been really good in the past, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, Bryce Young, mm-hmm. you know, Nick Marshall. They don't change their facial expression. Very grounded. They look yep. the same no matter what's going on, right? And that's that's a really good quality in a quarterback. You can't be too emotional. Yeah, You have they, to be they, able to hone it in. They say that about pitchers too, right? So when I was in college, Jeffrey, you'll appreciate this. At the University of Florida, I took a class called Coaching Baseball. Okay. I had a real strict uh, – uh, Yeah. That was a great, great class. Uh, Magna cum laude, here I come. <laughs> that, that Love that class. Guy, whatever, Jeff. I don't want to – a guy that used to sit next to me in class every day, Brian Gay, he's been on the PGA Tour for 30 years. And every day that, that kid would be sleeping in class, coaching baseball he couldn't get through. Okay, It was too, it was too, it was too demanding. But anyway, the, the head coach taught the class, a guy named Joe Arnold, and he had been a pitcher at Arizona State. And he said – you. He goes, you want your pitcher to be the dumbest guys on your team. Dumbest in the sense that you want them to forget that home run they just yeah. gave up within four seconds, okay? And uh, one of my roommates in college ended up being a first-round pick and pitched in the majors. And to this day, I, I kid him. I go, well, your coach even said you're the dumbest son of a bitch on the team, okay? He said it. But <laughs> a quarterback, they got to have a high football IQ, but that, that ability to forget things immediately. And, and get Move yelled, on, right. Get yelled at like crazy on the sideline. 
and regroup fast. And, and You've they, seen Robbie go over there and smash his helmet and get pissed off and throws in it. Yeah. Uh, that's you, you got to forget that by the time you get to the sideline. He's a What's next? He's a hey, it's funny, you know, Justin Fields, what Auburn did last week with uh, with Robbie, having him run the ball and run and all that was running. Isn't that what the Bears are doing with Justin Fields? They put yes. this hundred million dollars into this guy and they can't complete a pass. Yeah, he's screwing me up with Darnell Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I hey, can't even play hey, Darnell Mooney because of Justin Fields. No, but, quick, and I will say uh, this. Go ahead, Cole. Yeah, Just I, I on, cut that, you off, on that baseball class, Keith, I took the same one. Lou Thornton was my coach. He played for the Mets, New York Mets. Uh, I mean, teacher. He was my teacher in the class. And literally, probably 10 of the guys in that. Professor? Professor. Okay. Professor. This sure. was at uh, AUM, Auburn Montgomery. And uh, took that class. About 10 of the guys in that class I'm still pretty close with. What's funny is they were all education, physical education. Now they're all Alabama high school coaches. So. Get, built the relationships from that one class, and I've I've used those a lot. You know, talking to recruits, got a couple of them down there in Andalusia with Jamarian Burnett. I mean, oh wow, it's crazy. Well, I mean, I'm dominating everything today. I'm sorry, I'm so you're I'm, you're, you're you're a dominating force today, Keith. <laughs> I don't really sleep, so I've got all this extra. The line came out as Keith minus twenty one and a half. What you can't, what you can't see in the Behind me, there's a table full of cocaine. Okay. So when I was in college, another class I took. This is a good story, I think. Co uh, it was a uh, golf. I took, I took, I took golf. Okay. Keith got them 20 milligram Adderall extended release. <laughs> so my God. I show up out there at the golf course one morning at like 7:30 for class, and who do I see out there? Steve Spurrier sitting in a golf cart, and he's got his hands gripping the steering wheel. He's waiting. And his playing partners were late, and he's an impatient guy. And he asked me, and I went up and talked to him. I'd covered the team for a few years, and he actually treated – you guys would have really respected him. Brian Harson probably didn't know any of our names. Steve Spurrier knew the names of the student reporters and would say, hey, Keith, I read your column today, and would talk about it. And so I always respected that. But he said, hey, so, Keith, what um, – any football players in that class? Because he looked out there, and I go uh, – well, Willie Jackson, the great receiver, he ended up being, I think, Florida's all-time leading receiver who I grew up with. I go, well, Willie's in the class. And Spurrier looked around and goes, I, I don't see him. Where's he at? I go, well, what am I going to say? I go, I think he's running late. And Spurrier goes, what else is new? Okay. And then he said, yeah, I took that class when I, when I was in college too. So, I mean, you know, great minds think alike. You know, I, I think he said once he had like a 2.0 GPA in college. You know, he, mm. imagine, can you imagine how much little work football players did in the 1960s? No oversight, no compliance departments, no social media. Yeah, you know, man. did they even go to class or was it just like Ogre and, and uh, Stan Gable from Adams? College and Revenge of the Nerds, and probably made more then than they do now with the NIL. Yeah, probably one hundred percent tax free. Yeah, under the table. Hey, did y'all know we had some recruits to talk about? We do. <laughs> All right, I, I think we've hit some of the bigger ones, man. The 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 Langston Hughes guys coming back, Taren, uh, Darren Reed, Tony Mitchell, Antoine Jackson, Ruben Baines, Cedric Hawkins. Um, Colton Hood, I think, is a big one. The two edges are big. In the 2024 class, I'm not there yet, but I'll read you some of the bigger names, man. Miles Graham's coming back, big-time Florida commitment, yeah, linebacker. Yeah. Uh, Zaquan Patterson's coming up from Shemonade Madonna. Shemonade Madonna, I think that's how you say it. And we talked about the two five-stars. Uh, 2024, uh, JoJo Stone is coming up from uh, Langston Hughes. He's another Langston Hughes guy committed to LSU. Or at least that's what I've got him down for. Eddie Pierre Lewis, Jaden Lewis, Cole, that's your boy from Aniston, four star DB. I tell you what, the one guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on, and I think it's a big one. I want to see if Jeremiah Cobb shows up. He's not on the list yet, but I really do. I'd be surprised if he doesn't attend because he's going to be there for Cadillac, no doubt about it. That's a, so. That's a, I think that's a really cool point, Jeffrey, um, with Cobb, but. Why don't we all kind of go roundtable here? Who are one or two recruits you really want to see show up on campus that you think that you're really interested in at this point that you think may, you know, that Auburn could make some headway with? And I'll start with Cole, and we'll kind of make our way around. Um, my initial thought is is not like one of your big five star guys, and it's a mm -hmm. guy that's on his OV this weekend is Edwin Joseph. Uh, okay, because I did talk to him after. What was the game? He was at a game. Uh, I don't remember, but I talked to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm coming back for an OV." Oh was yeah, it LSU. 
Yeah, maybe. It was a night game. It was a night that was, game. That was the uh, – those South Florida guys came up. Yeah. That was a really – believe it or not, that LSU game really won some guys over. Hell, yeah, it did. Um, Cameron Coleman comes to mind from Central, the 2024 receiver. But Edwin Joseph, I mean, he said he's coming back. Here he is. He's back for his official visit. I think that he's a pretty good corner, pretty solid player. And and uh, at this point, you're trying to add so many guys to your roster. If you got chances at solid players like that, I, Get I think that is very important. So, to me, he's an important guy this weekend. Keith? Yeah, sorry, the weather's taking a turn for the worse outside here. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll give you two. Edwin Joseph, by the way, I think the concern is FSU and Louisville are sort of entrenched in pretty good with him. I don't know if Miami is or not, but Louisville, again, Fred, uh, Fred McGriff, Wesley McGriff, the crime dog coach, uh, in with him pretty good. So Auburn's got some work to do, I think, there. But to me, it's Jeremiah Cobb, number one by far. Uh, and then two, Cedric Hawkins, the Ohio State uh, DB commit, who – Jeffrey and I and Cole, I think, Jay, I'm not sure we weren't – I wasn't doing the show with you guys back then. We all thought that he might flip like in, in August, September. And he was saying all the right things publicly, but then privately there was concern over whether Ohio State, one, was even going to keep him in the class, and then two, where he'd go. So, you know. So those oh, are- that might be Jay Hiz, Mike. Let me, let uh, me hit my mute here. Keith is – Oh, no, it's under- Keith. He's got the wind. Yeah, He's he under – He's under a bungalow there, and it's – What in the world, break. dude? Only in Florida. He's <laughs> – Lord have mercy. <laughs> Jay Lee, who are one or two guys you want to see? I, I, I got you. I think Jeremiah Cobb, he, he, he's my default here. Uh, uh, and I – oh, here you go. This is one. Stanton Ramil. Okay. Uh, man, I've been hearing good things, you know, about – Auburn, you know, I, I, and again, I think he's going to be the new coach, depending on the new coach guy. I don't think uh, I think a lot of these guys are going to wait and see what's going on, but I think he's a guy who could make that flip from Michigan State if the right coach is hired. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious to see. He's not confirmed yet. Um, I'm gonna be curious to see if he comes in this weekend, uh, of course, and as well as uh, uh, Jeremiah Cobb and another one. Oh, Rockwes McIlderry. Hmm. Good to hear his name again. Oh, McElderry. Potentially coming in this weekend. You're going to keep an eye on him. I'll be your McElderry. I like it. Tell you what, um, I hope you all enjoyed me, my, my last update on, on Stanton Ramil. It was like that. Oh, was <laughs> I got, it? I got nothing from him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to. He ain't talking. No. Hey, he talked to me. He didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. He talked to me. He's nice. He's nice. I will give you my two, and both of them are senior sleepers that I've really liked their tape and guys that I think could land in this class, contingent on who the next head coach is. But it's Ryan Long, excuse me, Brian Longwell. Hell yeah. Love me some Longwell. I love that kid. I, you know, he will come downhill and hit you. And they hit, I, I was going through his film yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm going, okay, I, I got to find something to critique here. Right. <laughs> I had a trouble. I had trouble because the, the kid can play. They love him. It's probably level of competition. If you're going to knock the kid, it's who he's playing against in Tennessee right now. Sure. But I love his instincts. I love his his athleticism. He's, he's at Lipscomb, right? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they beat Thompson in the first game? They're loaded. And they got a bunch of kids coming this weekend. Not only Longwell's coming for an OV, but they got a bunch of kids, uh, a bunch Trent of Dilfer. other kids. But Trent I would Dilfer. take him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, is that Trent Dilfer? Is that his school? It is. You know, they had that uh, – who was the QB prospect up there last year we took a long look at? I can't remember the kid's name. Shit, mm. I'm, I'm blank. He was an Elite 11 kid. I cannot remember where he landed. But anyway, and then Ezra Odinger. I like him as an edge. He's Oh, yeah. To, to me, he's a, he's more of a, of a project than Longwell at linebacker. But he's a guy that's got Echo Leota type ability, in my opinion. I think he's an effort guy completely with some – some good length, good size, good initial quickness, but a guy that because you don't know where you stand, you're in the middle of a coaching search, you don't know where you stand with your premier edge players, he's a guy that I think has the traits to potentially be a day to be a starter in the SEC. I think he's the kind of guy that could project to that. So Odinger and Longwell for me, those are the two. I'm interested to see what they say coming off their visit. I like that. I, 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 have, have, the same, I have the same answer for Longwell that I did for Joseph. When you have when you're in this position with Auburn and, and you're just you're trying to scrape by with what you what your situation is, what you got, a guy like Longwell, a guy like Edwin Joseph, 
you know, Ruben Bain, these guys that are actually really talented can really help your roster. If you got a shot with them, you got to go all out. Yeah. You got to because you don't want to get stuck with some of these late evals and scraping the bottom of the barrel for those guys. I mean, no offense to them, but it's just not the best way to go. And no. if, if you can, you know, appropriate that, go for these guys, go everything you got and get them. It's well, and with, they're going to be there this week. Yeah, with the change to the transfer portal now, with you being stuck with a kid after he transfers until, you know what I mean, he goes to the NFL, exhausts his eligibility, whatever. I mean, if he just quits, you're completely screwed. So you can't just bank yeah. on the transfer portal being able to fix everything. You've got to have a healthy, balanced class of high school, JUCO, and portal guys. You can't just lock into any one facet. And, and you know, and being realistic, you know, maybe some some of that ship has sailed. So that's kind of my point I'm making. You got to make sure you get some talent in. You yeah. got to, because you can get players in, but it may not help you. And 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 what's the point of that? You know what I mean? Like if they don't help you, if they don't increase the talent level, you're all you're better to gap it. You yes. know what I mean? At mm. that point, and wait to the next class. Right. By the mm. way, um, Montgomery Catholic does play in Jacksonville, Alabama. Okay. That's where they play, Jacksonville High School. Um, How many game costs? Mm. Uh, he'll have a late night that night regardless, but it is a night game. So, if we're nah, talking dude. about him. I, I would be shocked if he's not there if for no other reason than to, for Cadillac. Those two. Sure, sure. He, he'll, he'll be there. First time game for Cadillac. Hey, uh, Jay Head, real quick, I want to get your pick for the game. Everybody else is in line is Auburn minus one and a half, over under 48 and a half. I am going Auburn 24, A&M 21. Cadillac gets the victory. Zach in the back's got it 24-20. So, that's, I think everybody's got about a uh, – Justin had a 10-point win for Auburn. Cole's got a 7-point win. Keith's got a 1-point win. Uh, I've got a 4-point win, 3-point win, 4-point uh, win. So, everybody's kind of pretty much in the same boat. Um, anything else before we get to how about you? Okay, let's do it. Um, anybody have? How about you? Keith, let me go to you first since you're dominating today. <laughs> I'm trying to dodge the rain here. I don't have any. any how about you? After all that? Well, you know. Uh, man, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we got a lot of veterans on our site. Absolutely. And it is Veterans Day. And we don't – I mean, to me, I always say this, and I mean it. Every day should be Veterans Day, right? So, Absolutely. Thanks to all of them. We really do appreciate it. And words would never – I mean, you can't say enough. It, it, it's it's hollow because it's doesn't even approach what they really mean to us. You know what I mean? Right on. Well said. Definitely a dominating. <laughs> I got three. Oh, okay. cool. Uh, let me start with with my boy Kimasabi. Hey. Yeah. Then and then we're gonna roll into North GA Tiger. And, yeah. And um, Trop. Is it Trop Tropum? T R O P M. Yep. Am I saying that right? Yeah, of course. Yep. Good stuff. Okay. Or J Head. Yeah. Let's go, Bobby Sweatpants, because he's been so much more tolerable on the boards. His horse has been fired. <laughs> Taylor made too. Yeah, Taylor made too as well. Bobby, listen, I like Bobby a lot. He's got some good points. I think. Ed, at that point in time, he just saw it as, a, as an inevitability that we needed to part ways with Brian Hartson and felt very strongly about that. And anybody that had an opposing viewpoint, hate it for you. Um, yeah. Let me also holler, uh, shout out um, Mace Hindu. Oh, yeah. Basketball he had, guy. He had a nice post on the board about um, apologizing for his stance on Hugh Freeze as being a bad football coach. Thought anytime somebody is able to uh, – you know, to eat a little crow and say, hey, I was wrong. That's a good thing. So, good sh shout out for him. Nice. 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 I got, uh, I got, how about you to AJ for Christ? How about you to Infidel? All caps, one word, Infidel. He's a very uh, infidelic. How about you to Zeke for AU? How about you, Honda Tiger? How about you show me them TDs? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to read that on there. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic uh, fantasy football name. Take me to Bourbon Street, please. Show me them TDs. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you? I'll be Freshwater. Oh, yes. yes. How about you? 
Kevin Durant's burner two, not one. Don't not, not to be mistaken with uh, I like the first Kevin one. Durant's burner. I thought He's about, good. He, about how about you one week. I think he. I, I said something about T.J. Finley uh, leaving, and he said he'll probably throw a pick on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful, but it's funny. Oh boy, that's why yeah. uh, he was so frustrated. He went and threw his helmet on the ground. Unfortunately, it was intercepted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> finally, how about you to the Mississippi State kicker? Oh yeah, for kicking three straight forty-two-yard field goals mm. there before the half. Yeah. That's impressive. Hey, you ready for the name? I got yes. It. Massimo Biscardi. Am I right on that? Yes, Maximo? you are. Hey, all right. Dude, that was clutch, man. McElderry. Listen, right. and Caddy was icing him, too. It, it wasn't like no, – it, was it was a good strategy, and he did it right. It's the, you're right, though, Jeffrey. He needs a how about you for that. Yeah. And you know what? You know that, That's a sick feeling, I imagine, for a coach – to go down there and ice the kid, and, and you're hoping, oh, please hit it, because if you miss it, then I, it was a bad call on my part. Right. Right? So right. you saw Cadillac, like, time out. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, I, I, okay, good. Okay, good. I have a question for you all regarding that kid, that kicker. Serious question, because I've watched it several times, and, and I hate to bring it up, but, but Keith on the podcast yesterday called it onside kick, and I think it was. Was it an actual onside kick, or did he just try to squib it and it just hit Sean Jackson right in the face? He tried to squib it and he watermeloned it and ended up, you know, hitting Sean Jackson right in the shoulder pad. Man, I mean, it, that was not intentional at it all. Could, it couldn't have been. I that's mean, when that's you like, walk off and go, "Yeah, we called that." You know, that was definitely designed. That's like no, that, that if, was if I'm the hitting if I'm the kicker right corner in soccer from midfield or something. I mean, that is if like my, a if I'm million. My, yeah, if I'm my, at least I go, "Yeah, we we practice that all week." Yeah. Now, that was the longest yard. Got, that was Brucey got, got in to up. kick from the longest yard, and he squibbed it. You know what I mean? That was exactly <laughs> what happened on that. Right. Mm. All right, folks. Good show. Great show. Keith, jump in here. You okay? Did he just quote something from the, the, the longest yard remake? Yes. Got the to. Remake. It's Brucey time. Family Not Bird. the original. You went to the remake? I had to. Man, I don't know. I also posted. One of my favorite movie scenes from a sports movie is from the remake. I posted that on the board a little while ago. I'm surprised you didn't call me out on that. Oh, God, man. I got to get you guys into some 1970s. These young guys, you know, these whippersnappers, Keith. Listen, I Burt Reynolds fans, Keith. He would, oh. he would obviously disown me for saying that, but love the remake. I'm sure Cole thinks Adam Sandler is one of the great actors of our time. The, the, the no, I don't. Of, of his generation. I don't. I think he's the greatest. <laughs> Noted. Oh. Oh. Hey. I'm just messing with him. Oh, oh, man. Bobby Boucher, all-time great character, huh? Yeah. Favorite movie of all time. Mm. Seriously. I could see that. I could see that. Hey, fantastic show, fellas. We're going to come back Sunday night, do it again with the call-in show, 6.30 Central Time on Auburn Live's YouTube page. If you're on that site now, please like and subscribe. And uh, go to Detlef Shrimp Golf School down there in Florida. <laughs> Detlef Shrimp. Who is it? Uh, what about the Rick. Peace Sanchez Tennis Academy? How about, have oh, yes. What's your boy's name? The Detlef Shrimp Golf Rick Smith Golf Center. <laughs> Once again, that's R-I-C-K. <laughs> Golf Performance Center. Not Rick Smith. <laughs> You're thinking of Rick Smith. <laughs> hey, I like that left man. I like that. Hey, you got that Florida name, Shrimp. I think it's not actually. It's not Shrimp, is it? I think he, I think he was from Germany, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Close enough. Oh, my goodness. We're going to do it again, folks. Hey, if you're on that YouTube page, like and subscribe. Hit those notifications so that you get notified every time we upload videos, which we do all week long, free content, great content. At least we like to think so. Uh, and, again, if you're in the Auburn Opelika area looking for a house, residential, investment property, give Jessica Andrews a call. Jessica Andrews, EXP Realty, 334-704-4442. Appreciate her sponsoring the show. And... We'll be back Sunday night. Y'all look for us. We're looking for a big calling show. Looking for a great day on Saturday. Great game. Great crowd. We're going to have blowout recruiting coverage. We're going to have, hopefully, I am hoping for an Auburn win. Yeah. I'm hoping that they carry Cadillac into the tunnel on their shoulders there, Keith. 
listen, like I said, if, if they don't do it, you know, it might be one of us. Uh, you want, you want, hey, look, you man, loosen up, Jay. I'm not a feel good moment for Auburn for a change. Yeah. Be great. Be great. I appreciate everybody listening. We all do. If you're not a member of Auburn Live, go get signed up. $25 until next August or something, until next year. Uh, absolutely great investment for you being informed Auburn fan. Appreciate everybody once again. Jay Head for Keith, for Cole, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. You guys stay out of the left lane. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.